0: Hey, hi, how you doing? Good to see ya. Even though I can't. It's pretty well established that I wish that I could. Yeah, you're sitting there in your underwear, eating your Cheetos. Maybe having a tasty adult beverage. Who knows? Maybe you're driving to work. But regardless, thanks for tuning in. I do appreciate it. It's the Two Penny Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Jones, and it's week number five. Episode number five, just me. No special guest, no co-host, just me. And so, yeah. I'll apologize in advance for having to listen to me ramble on about this and that. Anything and everything. Who knows what we'll dive into. Because really, we're going off the cuff this time. We're just we're just going for it. Because um, what I had in mind and what I had planned for this week, well, it kind of fell through. But that's all right. Next week, week number six, it's going to be a good one. I got DJ Nunez, a good buddy of mine. DJ Omar, oh my God, he's coming on the podcast next week. We'll um we'll talk about that story, the whole DJ Omar thing, um, next week, and I look forward to talking about that. If you remember, DJ Nunez, Nuni was uh the one that decided to have sex in my DJ booth when I was playing a club one night, and uh, I'm still very proud of him for that, and you know, good for him, but you know. He's a he was a kid back then. He's a grown man now with a family of his own and a successful business, a production company. And he's still DJing, still out there doing it. We're doing the grind. And I uh I was very fortunate to, to be there in the in the beginning, the start of that guy's career. And I was just happy that I that I've been around long enough to to see him become as successful as he has. And some of you may not know, but yeah, I used to be a DJ. I worked five and six nights a week in and out of the clubs. I even I even worked at strip clubs DJing. Yeah, I was the guy sitting there announcing girls to stage and telling me to get your lap dances and you know, yeah. I mean, I, shout out to the Hunt Club in Fort Collins. I used to work there. That's right. Um, my my a lot of my great friends from from that are still my great friends worked there as well. And it's, uh, it's a good thing. Good times back in the day. It's, um, you know, the first few places I, I worked out there in the clubs were uh, in Fort Collins, of course. And I think the first place I ever DJed was either Fort Rim or at a club called um, Tangs. T-A-N-G-Z, I think. Tangs is how they spelled. It. I don't really remember Tangs. It used to be... Um, before it was Tangs, it was Gators, I believe. But I could be wrong. I'm old, feeble-minded, I don't remember everything the way it's supposed to be. And, you know, I've I've, you know, it's been so many years that I'm sure I forget a lot. But the first place I guess I really got my kicks on DJing or my licks in on DJing was at a club called the Fargo County Roadhouse. It became a place called The Rock eventually. and But when I first started there, it was called the Fargo County Roadhouse. My sister worked there as a waitress. I was looking to find a place to DJ full-time or at least get started DJing full-time. And they said, well, we don't need any DJs, but we need somebody that maybe you can open up the early night when people are just getting in. We don't need you playing all the hits or anything like that. We just need you to be an opener. And while our regular dj is playing you can run the lights you can operate the lights so while the regular dj was playing i was sitting there watching what they were doing learning and then outside of that i was messing with all the lights so i was learning you know some lighting and production work and then i was also learning the craft of djing which was you know i loved it it was everything it was awesome and that club was amazing you know on wednesday nights we had 18 and over hip hop nights and then we had thursday nights was the mail review where we had the the dude strippers in there throwing their meat around there was a lot of ladies lots of ladies and fridays and saturdays were you know i think we eventually had 18 over on fridays because it just made sense we had so many so many people that were coming to the club the club was packed every night and you know it was a great time and there were so many good people that worked there I guess, I don't know, good characters. Um, one of my, I, I met, you know, I met a guy named Booch there, the Boochie. When I first started there, he was head of security. Actually, a guy named Shane, I believe, was head of security, or Bob was, but, you know, these guys were great. And the general manager's name was Ryan. And I think he was from North Dakota, and he was a total cokehead. He was coked out of his mind all the time. It was pretty awesome. He was, uh, man there's there was ever a true case of ADHD, he was the one. I mean, God, that guy was always running in fast forward. He was ugh, crazy good. But, you know, there, everybody had cool nicknames. Bucci gave most of them their nicknames. There was the Booze Jacker. He was like a bar back slash bartender. Um, there was Nate Dog. There was uh, Jake the Snake. Uh, there was the Choker. That's right, the Choker. And he got that name for whatever reason you want to come up with. But let's just say it had some choking to do with it. And he was the choker. And uh then there was my best one one of my best friends in my entire life um uh, worked there as well. And he had a cool nickname. Yeah, they named him House. And I mean, maybe he had that nickname before, I, I really can't remember, but um House his real name is Scott Scooter. Scotty, the body too hotty. That's right, my my best friends, if not my best friend, um, Scott. What a what a good guy. I've known him since I was I was twelve or thirteen years old when I met this guy, nineteen eighty nine. I met him in the winter of nineteen eighty nine. So, I was born and raised and grew up in a little bitty tiny town in Texas called Bowie, Texas, in Montague County, and it's known more than anything else in the world for Methamphetamines. Yeah, meth, drugs. And uh it's a tiny town, some great people, some not so great people, but that's anywhere. But I grew up in when I was a kid, Bowie, Texas was my whole world. Everything I didn't I didn't know there was anything outside of Bowie, Texas. I thought it was crazy when we go to No Kona and go play on the in the park or I mean anything outside of Bowie, Texas was another world to me. And then unfortunately when I was 12 my mother passed away and we moved to Fort Collins, Colorado. That's where my dad was living and working. And we moved up there and I for, somehow I talked to somebody into let me get my ears pierced when when we moved up there. And I think it was probably because my grandparents and my dad maybe they felt a little bit like, you know what? Let him let him you know, kind of fill himself out a little bit. Let him get his ears pierced if he wants to. Grow his hair weird. Whatever he wants to do. Dress funny. It doesn't matter. Let him let him do what he wants. He's had a hard time. Whatever it was. So anyways, I got my ears pierced. And I met Scott at a Colorado State Rams basketball game at Moby Arena right there in Fort Collins. At Moby Arena watching the Rams. His parents and him had season tickets. And my grandparents had season tickets. And I sat, we we sat either right in front of him or he sat right in front of us, one or the other. I think they sat behind us, but I could be wrong. Anyway, the reason I made him, I had a really strong accent, a southern drawl, as you would say. Pretty much I sounded like a, a hillbilly redneck. If you could think, I mean, maybe not quite Bobby Boucher- you know, water boy type draw, but I, I I definitely sounded country. And I guess my earrings had fallen out or I'd taken them out or maybe my ears were infected. I don't know. I was bitching and complaining because I was afraid that my ear holes were going to swell shut. Yep, I thought that my ear holes were going to swell shut and I wouldn't be able to get my earrings back in. And my grandmother who was there with me we lovingly call her Meemaw, and to this day, that's my Meemaw, and you respect the Meemaw. I guess I was complaining, and I kept saying, you know, my my, they're going to swell shut. They're going to swell shut. But Scotty tells the story like this. All I hear is this kid in front of me yelling, it's going to swell shut, Meemaw. Meemaw's going to swell shut. It's going to swell shut. And I die laughing when he tells the story. It's hilarious. Scotty is hilarious. I love that guy. Scooter, the Scooter House. I mean, we've known each other forever. We were tight friends. I remember he had a paper route. This is when we were in high school. He had a paper route, and I don't—I mean, I don't know—we were going to go do something. We were going to a party. We were going to do whatever. He had a paper route because his parents were smart and said, "You know what? You need some responsibility. You're going to get your own paper route. Make some money. Here you go." And. We were, we were driving by then because Scotty had a little car. And I told him, I said, I'll help you with your paper route. So we came up with this ingenious idea that I was going to drive, and Scotty was going to sit on the hood of the car. And he had his bag of papers, and he was going to sit on the hood of the car and just toss them baseball style from the street, you know, up at the porch. Just going to huck them into the driveways or the porches or front doors or whatever. So we're coming down my street. That's right. His paper route included my street. We're, th- we're coming around my street. We go into, I lived on a cul-de-sac. So we're making a little so- circle. I can't see over Scotty. I can't see anything except Scott. I mean, I'm looking out the window to try to see where we're going. And we come around the cul-de-sac. Next thing you know, bang, I, I hit a car, a parked car. I'm not going that fast, but I hit a parked car and Scotty's on the hood and all I hear is, oh, fuck! And, and I to see ass and feet flying over the front of the hood. And it's like all in slow-mo. And Scotty breaks off the windshield wiper in his hand trying to hold himself and he just he falls right into the street and here I am, I've wrecked into a car in front of my house and my neighbors are pissed. and But, man, Scotty was a trooper and... You know, we lived together as well in the twenties. Our story goes way back; it's deep. And we didn't have any money to speak of. We were poor, broke young guys, and we were running a little short on rent. You know, we we were just a little. It was a little tight. Budget was budget was not big. And I I prostituted myself to our uh, property manager. She was a older lady, not older, but she was older than us. She's probably in her thirties. We were in our twenties, early twenties. And, you know, she came to, I think ask for rent and we didn't have it, but I decided that I was going to kick on the charm and try to flirt my way out of having to, you know, getting kicked out of the apartment or something. One thing led to another. That flirting turned into fucking. And yeah, it, um, it happened. I prostituted myself, but hey, we got free rent. It worked out for me and Scotty. So, Scooter, just know I've always done everything I could, even prostitution, to make sure that we're going to be okay. And uh, anyway, Scotty the body. The old Scooter house. I love him and his wife, Chris, by the way. Such good people. And I miss them. I miss them a lot. I miss all the people from back then, you know, but that's why we have Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and everything to keep up with people. But, you know, big, big week for social media. I mean, Elon bought Twitter or bought the most shares or, you know, he's the majority shareholder or whatever he is. $44 billion with a fucking B. $44 billion. I mean, the guy's worth $267 billion, so I guess he's still got a little cheese left over. It's not going to hurt him too much. He'll be able to afford dinner. He wanted to prostitute himself to pay rent. He could feed the entire population of the earth seven cheeseburgers apiece for $44 billion. That's right. Dollar cheeseburgers from McDonald's. He could give every person alive on the earth, from the oldest person to the youngest baby, seven fucking cheeseburgers. That's a lot, and I think it's great. I mean, I liked his little tweet about how you know next he's gonna buy Coca cola and put the cocaine back in it, and I think that was more to test you know the algorithm per se or whatever um, just to let people know, hey, you can say whatever you want, and I don't know if that's true i don't I haven't spent a lot of time on Twitter the last couple of days, but i've I've been on there enough. You know, and I think it's great. I mean, somebody asked him on Twitter, they're like, hey, can you buy McDonald's next and fix all the ice cream machines? And Elon, you know, responded with, hey, I can't do miracles. And I just think it's funny. I think he's, you know, done some pretty amazing stuff. I like Tesla. uh, I'm very fortunate. I get to drive a Tesla. Courtesy of my work, it's not mine. I didn't spend any money and buy a Tesla because, well, I've got golf clubs and shit to buy over a Tesla, over a car. I, I'd be buying golf clubs and golf trips. I like to go play golf. Fuck buying a car. But anyway, if you do, twi- hey, buy, buy a Tesla. They're awesome. You know, I realize some of you want to buy some gas-powered shit and, you know, make sure you're burning that fossil fuel, and that's great. Hey, if that works for you, go for it. But, um, you know, Elon bought Twitter. I mean, hey, why not? You got the money? Do it. And uh, and he did. So good on you, Elon. But um, in addition to that, you know, Instagram had a big wheat, Facebook, everybody's having all this stuff. You know what I miss, though? I miss MySpace. MySpace was awesome. Before all the, you know, craziness of adverts and whatever kind of listening bots and all this different stuff that, that you know, happens on social media these days. MySpace was awesome. I mean, remember, remember Tom Anderson, your first friend, everybody's friend. You know, wow, he had like over 200 million friends. He was he was your first friend on MySpace, and I loved MySpace because you had, you know, you had your friends list. It started off, I think, maybe top four or five or who knows, maybe I don't know. Maybe, and then it, it got to like 10 and 15 and 20, I think, or whatever. People were making hacks to expand it. But, I mean, the cool thing was is you could put, you know, you had your photos. People could click into your photos and look at them. And, but it was the first place that, the first real social media platform that I remember. And and it was cool. You could put music on there. And, you know, the whole copyright thing, I think, I mean, until the end of MySpace, it wasn't a big thing. And, you know, you had your songs on there. You could, you know, put your, you could put top ten lists on there. Before, you know, anything else, I mean, that people were, you know, your top five this, top five that, top five friends. You know, they should have made a rotating friend list, though, because people used to get pissy about that. I thought I was on your top five. Well, no. No, you're not, Darlene, because you, you fucked my cousin Aaron. I don't know if I have a cousin named Aaron, but anyway, you know, you probably did. You're fucking your cousins. And but MySpace was great because it was the first time I remember like being able to like, somewhat connect with a band. I can't remember who the first band is that I connected with on there. It might have been Crazy Town or something like that. The people that sang Butterfly. I don't know. I can't remember. But, I mean, there were some, a lot of bands and artists on there that it was cool because you could reach out and talk to them. And, you know, they would sometimes talk back. But... MySpace was awesome. And the reason that I was thinking about MySpace, Facebook is coming out with musical replies. And I think that is going to be amazing. I mean, because I reply a lot with gifs and memes and stuff like that. Shout out to the meme lords out there. You people are awesome that come up with all these memes. And um, a couple of my friends are definitely meme goddesses or whatever they want to be, meme queens. Um, big shout out to Ray. Who uh fills Facebook with memes all day. And shout out to Melissa, um, who's down in Texas. She is a she's a meme queen for sure. I don't know how they do it, but I'm glad they do. Cause uh it's hilarious. And I enjoy it. So thank you, ladies. I enjoy it a lot. But musical replies. I can't I can't wait for this. So, you know, if somebody's broke up with their boyfriend for the 13th time in the last month, but they're still going back to him and it's okay. You know, they've both cheated on each other seven times and they both know it and they still like, but he's the, he's my whole world. Well, God dang. You got a lot of, you got a lot of love in your heart, I guess. He's my whole world. It's uh, it's definitely down South. That happens a lot more down South. I don't hear about that shit out here. People out here kind of like, All right, fuck you, huh? Fuck out of here. Forget about it. Blah, 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 whatever they say out here, but down south, there's there's lots of uh, lots of uh, do overs, I guess. Do overs with loved ones. It's amazing. But um, yeah, so movie quotes. I can't wait till somebody breaks up and you can like post on there because you think it's kind of funny. But you post like Coldplay's Yellow or Daniel Bedingfield's if you're not the one or uh maybe uh careless whisper by Wham, you know George Michael oh, I can't wait to do that to somebody. It's gonna be great, but yeah, you know i'm I miss those days. My space was awesome, I know it made a little comeback, but and you could go back and claim your page on the new form or whatever it was, but it's it's not the same no nobody's nobody's doing that, and I hate that now social media. Everything is filled with advertisements and adverts and this, that, the other. I mean, you know, I don't know if it's the phones listening. I actually believe there's these little monsters in your electrical outlets, these little goblins. They're called EOGs, electrical outlet goblins. And the little EOGs are always listening. And they are they got a direct connection through all the power lines and everything that are hooked up outside in your high-speed Internet, your fiber optics. They're all linked to all the advertisers. They're all tied in. All these EOGs are reporting 24-7. There's some in here right now. Listen to me. I don't even give a fuck. Fuck you, EOGs. And when you sleep, they're the ones that are taking your socks. It's not the dryer's fault. The dryer's plugged into the EOG, so the EOG makes you think the dryer took it. And these little goblin bastards, when you're sleeping, do you ever wake up with a little sore throat? Or maybe you're a little nasally like I am right now. You think it's allergies, or you have an ear infection, or you have little eye goobers, and you rub you're rubbing out of your eyes. You know what it is? It's because these Eogs in the middle of the night, they get up and they fuck your face. Yeah. These Eogs, they jump up on you and they fuck your face. They get in your nose, they get in your ears, your mouth, everything. And then they, they finish on your eyes. That's why you get those little eye crusties. Yep you got to watch out for the Eogs. Those little bastard goblins are everywhere. And um, I'm confident that it's going to be the next big, big thing that um, the government's going to have to figure out a way to control something with with the Eogs. Yeah, little bastard goblins are everywhere. Anyway, big summer for movies coming out, right? I've been waiting for Top Gun 2 Maverick for like two years now. I mean, the The COVID pandemic kind of shut down movies and or movie theaters and they didn't want to release it. And I guess, you know, they weren't even, you know, uh, filming movies or something. So anyway, Top Gun 2 Maverick comes out May 27th. It's like soon. I cannot wait to see it. I mean, I remember Top Gun 1. It was like, I mean, the first Top Gun, I guess not Top Gun 1, but the first Top Gun was amazing. I wanted to be Tom Cruise so bad. I wanted to be Maverick. I didn't want to be Goose because he was like the second fiddle. He was just a goofball. And then he dies. Nobody wants to do that. So I wanted to be Maverick. I wanted the haircut, the cool sunglasses. I wanted to be a naval aviator. It was so good. And the music was amazing, that movie. And I mean, I can't wait. I can't wait to see that movie. And Jurassic World Dominion is coming out. That's right. And, uh, You know, I guess it's the same storyline, but they're going to have a new dinosaur, a new dino, the Atrociraptor. I think they got the name from Atrocity. Actually, I'm pretty sure they did, but the Atrociraptor. That sounds sounds scary. Not as scary as the little Eogs that are running around, but still pretty scary. And, um, hey, for those of you that remember Toy Story, Andy's coming. Um, Lightyear. It's coming out on June 17th. That's right, Buzz Lightyear. He has his own movie now. He's, he's back after being stranded on an alien planet. And, you know, he's got a robot pussy with him. That's right. Robot pussy. I mean, I, I guess it's a robot cat. He has a robot cat. But I think, you know, everybody should have their own robot pussy. and And he does. I can't wait to check out Lightyear, June 17th. But then there's coming out this movie, I stumbled across when I was watching trailers, I didn't even know it was coming, I didn't even know it was on the way, and I can't be more excited. Elvis, the movie Elvis, it's going to be great, and it's like what you think, it's about Elvis. Um, I guess the portrayal of his life, young life, um, through meeting Priscilla and everything, so I don't know how far they take it in his life, if it's all the way up to his death, but I mean I can't wait to see it. Me and my my grandparents my grandmother loves Elvis. I can't tell you how many times I've listened to Elvis with her through the years. And Elvis was a hero to most but not to public enemy no not at all. And but to me and my buddy Keith from high school he, more than a hero. Elvis is like our Chuck Norris and you know, but he's better than Chuck Norris. And don't anybody tell Chuck Norris because, well, I want to live to next week. So don't anybody, don't anybody bring Chuck into this. But Elvis, June 24th. I can't wait to see that movie. It's going to be great. And there's another Thor movie coming out, you know, which ought to be pretty cool. It's um called Love and Thunder. I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully he bangs some super hot chicks with his big giant Thor hammer because who doesn't love a big hammer? And then I guess last but not least, as far as what I saw on the trailers. And if you're wondering if I wrote these down, yes, I did. So I, I'm reading, but anyway, then last one, last but not least the gray man. I want to see that movie because it looks cool. The trailer is amazing. Check it out. Um, the gray man, I think you, you can find it. Obviously it's the trailer. The trailer is on YouTube, but this will be in theaters and on Netflix comes out on July fifteenth in the theaters and then Netflix on July twenty second, but um it's cool. It looks like there's Ryan Gosling, Chris Evans, and some hot chick, but uh the filmmakers that did the Avengers and um one of the Transformers and stuff they're the ones making the movie and it's based on a you know a novel, um like like a lot of movies anyway, two thousand nine Gr- Mark Greeny novel, but um. Yeah, he, um, Ryan Gosling plays some uh, CIA operative with a bounty on his head, and Chris Evans plays a ex-colleague, you know, whatever, trying to find, it. I don't know, it should be a good movie, I can't wait to see it. I love those kind of movies, like The Bourne Identity and stuff like that. But my favorite movie of all time is actually The Last of the Dogmen, so if you're looking for a good movie to watch, one that you've probably never heard of, it's called The Last of the Dogmen, I think. Beringer is in it. I don't know what his name is. Um, but anyway, great movie. Last of the Dogmen. It's um one of the best movies you've never heard of. I can promise you that. So check it out. Last of the Dogmen. and Especially if you like American Indian stuff. Like if you liked Last of the Mohicans. Or if you liked... Um, gosh, I can't remember what that other movie is. But it, anyway, it's a great movie. Go check it out. And anyway... I'm going to get off here because, well, you know, I've got other things to do. Like, go watch TV. But big shout out to everybody that's making podcasts because this last couple, few weeks, it's been awesome getting to meet and talk to different people through Twitter um, about their podcasts and how awesome they are. I've been fortunate enough to have some great support um, like Mama D at Pedals of Support. Imagine that. Pedals of support being supportive, but she is, and I appreciate it. And, uh, you know, my, my buddies over at, uh, at, at the Unfiltered Podcast, those guys are great. The Biebs, Keb, and even St. Joe. They're great guys, and I appreciate them. And, you know, I think that if you get a chance, check out their podcasts. But more than anything, check out mine. Keep tuning in because we got all kinds of stuff coming up. More special guests and more bullshit. And watch out for the eogs. I'm telling you eogs. These little electrical outlet goblins. They're everywhere. The only way to protect yourself is to sleep with your pillow over your face. Wait, no, that's bad. You might. Nope. I'm I meant that I don't do that because I don't want to get sued for something. The only way to combat it is just, you know, take a fork or a knife and try to stab them out of the electric... Nope. Can't do that either. I guess you're just going to have to live with the Eogs. Try to make friends with them. These damn Eogs. Scary. Scary in every way. But hey, thanks for tuning in. I appreciate you. Until next time, which will be next week... Same time, same channel. You know the bullshit. Be kind. Rewind. Fuck Blockbuster Video. And if you don't like what you're listening to, don't fucking tune in. You're not going to bother me. Thanks a lot. Have a good week. See ya. Bye.